Hey everybody, welcome back to the Coffee and Combos podcast. I'm your host, Alyssa, and we are in West Bean in Bankers Hill, enjoying coffee, and Heaven across from me is enjoying a tea. And thank you so much for joining us today, Heaven. Thank you so much for bringing oh, me on. I'm really I'm excited. I'm so excited too. So for those who don't know her, I kind of got connected to her work through this meetup called Do What You Love, and... I don't really know what more to say about it. It's like people showcasing the things that they love. And Heaven, like you are such, just reading about you and like seeing your presence um, in the creative community has really like, I don't know, taken San Diego by storm in a sense. And I feel like you've, the more that I've like seen your work pop up, the more that I've seen like the connections you've made and everything. So I'd love to hear your story. Oh my gosh. Thanks so much. That <laughs> means a lot. It's, it's honestly so weird to even hear that like people know me through my events or, you know, cause they're, they're really just projects that I, I do because I enjoy it. And, yeah. you know, to think that it, it's starting to have such an effect on a lot of people in the community, it really warms my heart and makes me feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Um, but my story, um, I mean, as far as me coming to San Diego, I was born in Sacramento, moved here to go to Cal State San Marcos in North County, um, studied communication, didn't really know what I wanted to do, but I consistently throughout college, um, and when I moved abroad for a little bit in Italy, I was always going to all the art museums and just any open mics, pop-up art shows that I could go to because they they were my happy place. I would go there because you know, it's so inspiring to see other artists put their stuff up, um, whether they're, you know, saying it in poetry, music, or, or on a canvas. It's always really so interesting to see people create, you know, in whatever their space is. And, um, and it, being in those spaces made me feel like I could be myself mm-hmm. a little bit more, you know, explore ideas and feelings that, um, you know, maybe I didn't feel so comfortable talking about with people yeah. Um, publicly or openly or even with friends, you know, so you kind of like dive into your work, whether, you know, it's photography, it's videography, it's writing, you know, it's just that one-on-one place to be with yourself. And um, after I graduated, I fumbled like from job to job thinking I started communication, so I should go into marketing or like PR mm-hmm. and because that's what everybody does kind of. Right, yeah. Um, but none of those things like really made me happy and I legit had a job for like two days and just like in my gut I was like this feels like it's sucking the soul out of me like and I just couldn't do it and I quit like I it was so many of those jobs and um it wasn't until I like just legit had nothing (laughs) like I'd running out of money didn't have a job thank god um my family you know my grandparents live here in Hillcrest and they let me stay with them and um that kind of gave me time to think about okay well what would really make me happy where where do I really just enjoy being and it came back to um you know working with other creative people and and going out to all these more local things so I was like okay what are all the things I love to do you know I love going to open mics I love modeling with local photographers I love going up to you know local pop-up art shows and I was like it'd be really interesting if um all these people were able to get connected in one space and um it's always so funny to me when somebody from another creative community didn't even know that there was this whole other community going on. Because mm-hmm. I'll model with a photographer and they'd be like, oh, what was that one open mic thing you went to? And I'm like, there's a huge open mic sp- spoken word scene here in San Diego. And it's there's so many things going on. I was just like, it'd be so great if everybody could get plugged into each other and work with each other. And um, so that's when I got inspired to organize my first event back in January of this year. And... Um, I thought maybe like 50 people would show up or so. Just kind of, you know, put it out on social media, yeah. made a Facebook event, and then ended up having um, close to 300 people show up. And it was amazing. just like, whoa, yeah. And I got a lot of positive feedback, and you know, yeah. to keep it going. And then I just did my second one a couple of weeks ago, and that one was went really well too. Yay. And so now it's kind of got this momentum going, and people are, you know, enjoying it. So. I love it. That's I love doing. it. Yeah. <laughs> well, for those who don't know what Do What You Love is, can you explain more of like what people can expect when they attend this event? Sure, yeah. So I, I called it Do What You Love because I wanted artists or whoever show up to come and have the space to do whatever it is that they love. So um, the first few hours of it is um, 
some some of a local pop-up art show I'll invite local artists to display their paintings um, but I'm also really involved with this meetup photo meetup community that's happening in San Diego all across the country really but um, there's people that host these meetups where they just select a time and a place and a bunch of models and photographers show up and they work with each other um, and there will be like hundreds of people that show up sometimes and I thought you know that's another you know way I want to plug people into my event so I really wanted to bring in interesting installations and things that people can take pictures in um, mm-hmm. and, and create in that space so um, I have people come in and do art installations as well people are really fond of things like wonder spaces and yeah. things like that so they want to be in something that's cool that they can Instagram or whatever right. so um, I wanted to bring in local artists to create like interesting things to, to take pictures in as mm-hmm. well um, so that's like the first few hours along with um food and, and drinks and things like that you know just like a social area where everybody can kind of mingle create yeah. like at other appreciate other people's art and then later in the evening I um, have an amazing open mic host Ra Amin Ra um, he comes in and does a wonderful job of creating a safe space for everybody to come up and do in an open mic so um, a lot of people end up doing poetry because that's kind of like the the crowd that he brings in the crowd mm-hmm. that I'm a little more plugged into but it's always open to other people who do music and play instruments um, comics ask oh, all the time cool. if they can come up and do a set oh um, that's so cool so yeah it's, it's really just a free open mic for people to showcase whatever they want to I love that that's yeah. so cool I really love how you have these different aspects from like other like events because there are meetup events there's open mics and there's like artist showcase and everything but you kind of combine it all into this one experience yeah. and like you said you kind of bring people together to to connect with one another and just experience art together and just I didn't get to attend myself unfortunately but I heard so many great things about it mm. and saw so many great photos and like collaborations that have come out of it like what's the one thing that like what was your favorite part about this event that you just hosted uh, there's so much but it like what really keeps me motivated to keep doing these things is when people send me a message, um, whether I've known them forever or I didn't know them at all, and they say, you know, thank you for creating a space where I could try all these different things. Um, and what even further, I love seeing when people from two different communities end up working with each other. Mm-hmm. So like something I, I said at my first event was like, I thought it'd be really cool if, you know, a, a model um, who also rides ends up like um, partnering with a photographer, or videographer, and they make like a visual for their poetry, you know, um, mm-hmm. or like a, a graphic designer who, you know, hears the poetry and then they make like a a, po- a graphic for it, a poster for it. Um, I think there's so many ways that the arts could cross over with each other. And I think just as people also, we we have so many different talents. And yeah. there's, I don't know what it is or, or why we think this way, or maybe I'm the only one that feels this, but when I was dabbling in all these different kinds of arts, you know, just going to open mics, and I actually um, was trying to make it as a videographer last oh, year. Wow. And that, that was kind of like my main, like, thing for a little bit um but I also like to be on the other side of the camera and it was like very hard for me to figure out okay like well then what am I like if I introduce Mm -hmm. myself as a creative person to somebody it's just like oh yeah I'm only I only shoot videos or um like I'm also open to modeling it just it it felt like a lot and it's really hard for me to explain myself but um I realized that like just because we have a lot of different things that we're interested in doesn't mean like we have to tone down the other ones or um, that we only have to focus on one. And mm-hmm. I think that's a whole other aspect of my event too is like, you know, allowing the space for you to do whatever it is that you do. So when people message me and they're just like, you know, I came to take pictures, but then there was an open mic, so I decided to sing. That was just like, great, I love that. That I know. is so cool. I know, and then, and then they end up, you know, somebody sees them, they say that they were so great, and then that makes them want to go do more open mics or makes them want to write a song or, you know, just those kinds of things are what really make me happy, and yeah. that's my favorite thing of, oh. you know, being able to be some kind of catalyst and people following and doing whatever right. it is that they love. Yeah, yeah absolutely. it's really important. Oh, my gosh, that's amazing. I had no yeah, idea. So, yeah. um, <laughs> I love that, 
like you said, you you yourself like started off like wanting to do videography and then like mm-hmm. you made your you put yourself in front of the camera and I feel like so many people feel like they need to define what they want to do or put themselves in a box like mm-hmm. what what made you decide that like okay it's okay for me to embrace all these different parts of myself and um, the different interests that I have um, I, it, I think it just really came from because I felt like I had to and I feel and that was a big motivator in one of my last events is that like I feel like people create because like they have something inside that they really need to get out Mm -hmm. and there's kind of like a part of you that feels like dead if you're not doing it you know Mm -hmm. or like you'll have you have this idea in your head that you want to get out creatively somehow and then you sit on it for a really long time and then like you just never do it and I don't know I feel like this part of you that's kind of like sad that you never tried you know and I mean that's like one of the most you know, cliche things, you know, you get to the end of your life and the only thing that you regret not doing is like things that you didn't end up doing, you know? Right. Um, and I didn't want to have that, you know? So I'd, I was doing videography and I was starting to get hit up, hit up by photographers, you know, like go shoot or do whatever. And um, there was like, there's a part of me that's like, well, why do I even want to shoot with these random people? Like, what am I getting out of it, I guess? Right. Or like, because like, I've never even said like, I want to be a model, you know? Like that was never a... A thing for me but I enjoyed modeling so I was just like okay just because I don't have a some kind of like career path in it I guess or like just because I don't want to say I'm only a model doesn't mean I shouldn't at least give it a try if that's something I enjoy doing you know it's something I'm curious about so I just you know said yes and that's I think what everybody should do with whatever they feel like they need to try out or or get out Um, whether they feel super passionate about it or whether it's something that just kind of sparks the curiosity a little bit it's just like why not why not just go out and try it and then you never know what it's going to end up leading to and I feel like that's what this entire journey has been for me with my event as well too because I'm just like it's been an idea and I'm just like I don't know what it's going to lead to I don't know why I'm doing it really but you just say yes and eventually you know I think when it comes from a genuine place and when it comes from you know something that you really love doing like Mm -hmm it just all kind of manifests into something really big and you kind of can't believe that it's happening, but then it, yeah. it just like does. I'm sure you feel with your podcast and everything that you do, it's just kind of like it was an idea at first and mm-hmm. now all of a sudden people start to get on board and you're just like, whoa, okay, this is like a, yeah. this is like a thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure, has it been like overwhelming for you to like kind of see just how much like this idea has turned into like a reality and you're like, oh gosh, like now that it's out there in the world, like has it, because like for yeah. me personally, I've been like, there was a point when I started this three years ago where I felt like I couldn't kind of keep up with how fast it was growing mm. that like, oh shoot, like all these opportunities are coming and I know I have to take them, but mentally yeah. I wasn't like a hundred percent there. Um, mm. So I had to like take a little break after the first unfiltered last year mm. and kind of like figure out like, okay, is this what I want to do? But um, yeah. like just with the way that, your flow is and creating this event and then like throwing another one and then doing another one after this and then like you mentioned before like having that momentum has it been overwhelming and like just like what's the biggest challenge that you've really had to face yeah I mean there definitely is a part of me that gets overwhelmed when I think about it but I feel like it's overwhelming in a in a good way, you know, because I mm-hmm. think, like, you know, all the people that messaged me, all the people that said they want to come to the next one, all the people that, you know, just, you know, show me love in any kind of way. It's like, it's overwhelming love. And I'm just yeah. like, oh, I don't know what to do. <laughs> this is a lot because I didn't think it was going to be something that was so impactful to so many people. Yeah. Um, so it, it's overwhelming in that way. And I definitely do get the stress of being an event planner, as I'm sure you feel, you know, just dealing with. Um, all yeah. the moving parts that come yeah. with executing a, an event it's definitely yeah. stressful and that can be overwhelming too mm-hmm. but um, that kind of stuff I feel like I'm I'm willing to take on because I know you know what the bigger end result is going to be for the community for other people for myself um, yeah. so it's I feel overwhelmed, but it's it's an okay overwhelmed, you know. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> um, I know you mentioned that you graduated in communication. I did too, mm. which is so mm-hmm. funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, after you graduated, and you said that you were like doing all these other jobs, and you didn't really feel fulfilled. What 
what did you do to kind of find your outlet of creativity and like how did you kind of move into being dreaming up this event sure um i mean like i said earlier my my happy place is always like going to museums and um for me poetry is is something that keeps me sane Mm -hmm. um so whenever i was really sad or like i felt like i was very purposeless after i graduated um I would literally go to an art gallery, sit on a bench, and then open my journal and write. And whether that would come out in poetry or just like a journal entry, that's kind of like what helped me connect with, you know, whatever I was really supposed to be doing. And even going out and seeing other artists um, produce whatever they produce, um, just seeing them really come alive in those spaces, it was like, okay, this is... There's some, there was something about that that I was just like, this is where I feel like I'm supposed to be and mm-hmm. um, an avenue that I feel like a lot of people should to, should check it out as a just as a safe place and a, and a good place to be um, this isn't coming out as eloquent as I want it to <laughs> um, I feel like arts in general um, kind of has this like elevated unaccessible feeling to it yeah Um, because you get taught poetry and famous artists in college or in high school and it feels like this Ooh, I don't understand it like I have to look at it in an academic perspective or Mm -hmm. um, it feels very unaccessible but really it's like this really free thinking space where anybody can be themselves and explore ideas and feelings and um, when I was in those spaces knowing that I was also supposed to do something with communication, right? Like, that was what I studied. That was what I gravitated towards, you know. um, Something that always interested me in college were just, like, why people think the way that they think or just, Mm -hmm. like, you know, movements that are happening with with consciousness. And I was just, like, there's something about that, my communication degree, and something about art that has some kind of overlap. Um, So (laughs) doing jobs... I for two weeks I worked at a place where I had to sell products inside of Sam's Clubs and Costco's like stand at the desk oh, and make yeah, people yeah. like try samples and do oh, things like shit. that. And, mm-hmm. But it was with a marketing company, so I was like, okay, marketing. This is supposed to make sense, right? Like I'm helping communicate a message in order to sell a product, kind of right. thing. But it wasn't a product that I liked, and um, I feel like a lot of people get sucked into that, you know, doing something because. Everything, everything in your head makes sense about it. You know, the, the logic, your family, every, you know, all the outside pressures of like what you think you're supposed to be doing. But like, you just know when that's not it. Yeah. And it made me really sad trying to try to force myself to do those jobs because I graduated and the next thing I was supposed to do is have a job and, and you know, start to support myself and, and you know, contribute to the workforce or right. whatever, right? Yeah. Just make money, really. Um, but I... I couldn't, so it's really just turned me into, okay, well, what are the things I really believe in? What are the things I'm really passionate about? And it came down to the communication and the art spaces because those are where I really felt happy. And, but then that's when I started thinking about, okay, this is, these are the places I feel happy, right? Open mics, pop art shows, mm-hmm. things like that. And then that's what turned into Do What You Love. <laughs> I love it. I so you mentioned that you participate in like artistic and philanthropic events in the community. Like, what's your involvement yeah. with that, and what is your drive in you know being a part of these things? Well, I said this before, um, but I think the greatest thing that you could do for yourself is what you do for other people. And um, growing up, like my mom, she did a lot of um, volunteer work herself. Um, she's a yoga instructor. Would teach at. Um, like foster homes and things like that. Um, in high school, I was involved in a lot of those kinds of things. College as well, and being involved in um, a bunch of different organizations that would do fundraisers and, and events to give back to the community. And I feel like that's just always something that will be a consistent thing in my life. And now it's manifested through my Do What You Love event. But mm-hmm. um, I know I think everybody should do that because it just it is one of the most fulfilling things that you could you could be doing and <laughs> I don't know if there's much more to say on it yeah um, yeah. 
it just gives you a better sense of your purpose, I think. Mm -hmm. When you can see how you positively affect somebody else's life, it makes you feel like, okay, I'm supposed to be here too, you know, because it it can get so isolating, especially artists in general get so caught up in your heads and, you know, in your own creative process, and it could be very, um, you know, you could feel really disconnected sometimes. Mm -hmm. So if you just go out, and it doesn't even have to be in a creative way, go, you know, help out at a homeless shelter I mean I think just last year or so like I have zero connection to this organization I don't even know what they're doing anymore but I just saw somebody tweet like meet at this time at this place we're going to be handing out food and clothes to the homeless and I was just like okay I just DM them I was like okay I'll be there and I showed up and that's awesome just did it you know there's so many opportunities if you just look really um and I think finding a way to to give back to the community, however that is, whether it's helping out the homeless, whether it's supporting a local artist at their art event, whether it's um, helping um, put on events to raise money for breast cancer, which is what I did in my sorority when I was in college. You know, just very, there are very subtle ways that you can just be a part of something bigger than yourself. And I think that's what's important when it comes to participating in artistic or philanthropic events. I love that. I love yeah. that. So for people who aren't necessarily like, maybe don't consider them, don't, they don't consider themselves like creative, maybe they're creative minded and they want to start pursuing something maybe similar or want to maybe go to this, this event and like other events that are similar, but are kind of like afraid or, you know, mm. there's some people out there. I know I kind of fit into this. Um, years ago when I was like, oh, I don't know what I want to do. And for sure. I don't feel like I'm a part of that community for me to participate. Like what, what would you, what's like some advice you would give to that person? Um, nothing good ever comes outside of your comfort zone or inside of your comfort zone. Sorry. And um, I totally get it. Um, I feel like a part of the reason why I felt comfortable enough to finally step outside of my comfort zone and start performing at open mics and everything is because I was pretty consistently going to them for years. And it's so funny because I remember meeting Ra, the guy who does my open yeah. mic. Uh, open mic. Um, I went up to him and he's just like, oh, wow, you should like perform sometime. And it was kind of funny that like that was his first time really seeing me because I had been in his audience for like <laughs> two years or so. Oh, wow. Yeah, so um, I... I totally get it like I'm a very closeted creative for a long time as well like I would write poetry all the time and would never tell anybody because I was so it was like so personal to me and so sensitive it's just like oh if I put it out there in the world like who knows what people are going to think of me but then yeah but then that's where all the like all the things that you see on Instagram and all the cliche quotes that you see are just like who cares what other people think of you and like if that's what you need to do in order to make yourself happy and if you're curious and those are like the things that you should go and follow like everything that you want is on the other side of fear and it's so freaking intimidating to to make that jump sometimes and then I and I feel it I get it I know because I I feel that every single time I do an event even though I'm already like now doing it like people are starting to recognize me from doing my events or modeling or whatever the case is it's like I every time I do something I still get that like uh, I don't know if I know. Like, I'm still kind of nervous, you know. Um, I've, like, done public speaking for a while now, just going out and, like, having to say whatever I need to say at my events. But there's still, like, that gut, like, yeah. I don't want to go oh, up. Totally. I'm nervous. Like, I get anxious. Like, and as somebody that comes off as a very, like, open, friendly, warm person, I still have my super stressful, sad days, too, you know, mm-hmm. where it, it you give so much socially sometimes that like at the end of the day you go back to your bed and you're just like like that was a lot of my energy that yeah. I just gave out and like <laughs> I need to just be on reserve for a little bit totally. and you know that's okay too it's like everybody has takes everything at their own pace so if there's anybody out there that you know you know you have an artistic thing inside of yourself and maybe you don't know fully what that is yet um, and you're not really sure what to do with it you're, you're never going to find out what that can do for you until you start to put it out there and just feel it out. You know, it doesn't need to be like a huge jump. Like I'm gonna throw an event now because I have this thing and you know, it doesn't need to be like this announcement on Instagram or, you know, whatever. Like it just, just go to an event, like introduce yourself to people, Mm -hmm. um, like say a poem on a thing, submit your artwork to a local gallery, 
like you never know what just that one little step might end up leading to because I feel like that's what's led me to get to know so many people in the community as I'm sure you have as well yeah. like it's it's you're never going to get to you'll see these people you know on social media or, or out on the scene it's just like oh wow they're they're that per, they're that creative person everybody knows them in the community and like they have this reputation and there's a part of you that feels like or at least I remember thinking for myself like oh that'd be so cool to be that you know like mm-hmm. it, it'd be so fun to like get to know everybody in the community like that and and you know have all these connections and I remember thinking to myself too like how do people do that how do people yeah, get there uh, you exactly. know um and it really wasn't until like I stopped thinking about like how I wanted to become that thing be at that status or you know be that other person and really just started to be like okay well this is what I like this is what like what I feel comfortable doing and then right. making the steps that you feel comfortable doing and then eventually like when you come move from an authentic place like that mm-hmm. you start to just naturally make the right connections yeah that's what I think. absolutely yeah it's so funny because I've um I first heard of you of your first event and then it was like kind of like one of those things where people when I would say that like hey I do coffee and combos like oh you know someone that you should do coffee and combos with is heaven and I was like okay who's this person and <laughs> Like, what are they doing? You know, um, it's just been so interesting to see like your growth personally. And I know like I've only really been following you for like the last couple months, but it's just like, it's really cool to see like what you're doing for the community and um, that it does come from a genuine place. Um, Gosh, I had something that I wanted to talk about just now when it comes down to, okay. Yeah. I know what I remember. I remember. I remember. Um, when you said that you first kind of like got over that fear and you did do your open mic, like mm-hmm. when, when was it and how was it? What was your experience like? And how did you like feel afterwards? So when was this? Like mid middle of college for me. So like five years ago or so, really? now, four or five years ago, um, I was, you know, going to all these open mics and stuff and knew of the one in Queen Bees and they were having a big anniversary um, where one of my favorite poets at the time, Rudy Francisco, was hosting and performing and I was like, oh, I have to go, you know. Um, I didn't know it was an open mic. I thought he was just like performing and um, I got the push from the person I was going there with actually to sign up on the thing and I was just like, ah, I've never, I've never performed an open mic before. Like, I don't even know if I'm any good. Like, I don't really have my stuff memorized. Like, you know, there's all these, when it comes down to it, I was comparing myself to all the other performers, you know, Mm -hmm. because it's just Mm -hmm. like, I watch so many poetry things and, and see people up on the mic and they seem so confident and they seem like, you know, they really got it together and I'm just like this person that didn't know what I was doing at all. Um, But, then I did it, and um, it it was such a rush, you know. Like afterwards, I was just like like shaking. I was like, I can't believe I did that. Like <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't anything like too crazy, too. I just did this this poem about about hip hop that I wrote a long time ago that I really love, and um, it was. I, I don't know, like all the things I talk about, about being on your purpose and being creative and all these kinds of things, like it wasn't even, you know, that big to begin with. It was yeah. just kind of like, wow, I did this and I got so much positive response from people afterwards, people saying that they they enjoyed it and that, or that they agreed with me or, um, you know, that they just were proud of me because I said on the mic like a super nervous newbie I was just like oh my god this is my first time doing this ever like (laughs) I was being really nervous and like uh, awkward (laughs) um but just people like positively reaffirming that like this is this was a good thing for you to do was was meant so much to me you know and I would have never gotten that initial kick at all if I didn't just go up and and try and get over the initial fear of like Mm -hmm. I don't know what I'm doing because I mean the reality is nobody knows what they're doing nobody knows what they're doing Mm -hmm. everybody's making it up as they go and we're lucky to get connected with the people who are kind of on our same mission on our same purpose and and we're helping each other get to a place that we can all be happy with each other I think and um, there's just no set one way to do anything you can ask like 10 different successful artists how'd you get here 
and they can be all completely different. One could have gone to the nicest art school and studied mm-hmm. from the masters or whoever, and then the other one can literally just be like, I doodled in a notebook and like somebody saw me in a coffee shop, you know? Exactly. <laughs> like it could be yeah. there's so many different ways that it that it happens for people, but it's I think the one thing that is the same is that people say yes. You know, it's like what in those two examples it's like, yeah, you could have gone to school and like you know, have your art exhibited somewhere really fancy, but it's just like, cause you said yes. And cause you agreed to do it. Or like if somebody did just randomly discover you, like you had to say yes to whoever, mm-hmm. you know, presents the opportunity to you. And there's always opportunities coming to all of us, whether we realize it or not. It's just a matter of us, like taking the jump to, to do it. You it's know? so true. It's yeah, so it true. is so true. Yeah. yeah. When you created your first event, how long did you take to plan it? And like, did everything kind of go as planned? Oh, hell no. No. Um, I had the idea, like, summer 2017-ish. And I want to say this was, like, in July. And I was like, oh, I kind of want to... I want to do it, like, in September before it get, starts getting dark too early. You know, because mm, yeah. that, that leaves less time for photographers to take pictures, which is what I wanted to happen in my space. So I'm like, okay, um... What's a venue I could like reach out to? Um, so I actually reached out to an, an event space that holds my favorite open mic on every second Wednesday. Um, it's at Trilogy Sanctuary oh, cool. um, in La Jolla because they have like that rooftop area mm-hmm. and they do open raw also does an open mic there. So it's like a really chill space. So it was on a rooftop. I was like, oh, people can take pictures at sunset. It'll be perfect. Um, so I started coordinating with them. They liked the idea. They said yes, and then like as I started to get more into like the nitty gritty of the planning, like the communication was kind of off and like, I felt like I was running out of time. Like Uh, I couldn't get the artists there or whatever the case was. So I was just like, okay, like maybe, maybe not there. Um, And then (laughs) I got asked to do a photo shoot in a furniture store in little Italy called um, take me home furnishings. Who's amazing. They do like repurpose vintage and um, art, furniture pieces Uh and um, I was modeling there with a photographer and I met the owner of the space and I told her my idea because I was now looking for a new venue and her space was so cool she already had art everywhere and she had furniture so I was like dang I don't even need to like do much in here you know there's already cool so much cool stuff I don't need to bring a lot of artists in it's like it's already photo ready you know yeah Um, she liked my idea she said yes so I was like perfect cool Um, contacted Vij contacted you know all the artists and and raw to like get all the elements together release the fly already and then uh she was getting kind of nervous um about having so many people be in the space because i made a facebook event and like a lot of people were rsvping and she's like "Mm, maybe this isn't going to be such a low-key thing so like literally i already had all the information out and everything (sighs) and she ended up backing out and i was like crap so now i have an event that's out people that are rsvping and i don't have a space oh shoot Uh, yeah i was super nervous um but she, then she actually knew the owner of Bread and Salt. And oh, good. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I know it turns like, out, but I'm just like, oh. Yes, it was very <laughs> stressful. Um, so she knew the owner of Bread and Salt, but the only weekend that his thing was available was on a different date than what I had already released. So then I had, yeah, which, like, as an event planner, you're just like, oh, my God, yeah. I've, like, changed it so many times. Like, yeah. hopefully people are still with it and people don't come on the wrong weekend or even show up at the right place. You know, like, right. I was... I was just like, ah, this looks so unprofessional. Like, yeah. But you know what? I was just like, whatever. Just, I'm going to roll with the punches here and end up working out great because there's no way that 300 people would have fit in her space at the time. Oh, man. And um, <laughs> she was really, really great and helpful because um, she had actually ended up bringing some of her furniture into Bread and Salt. So those were kind of like oh, the, cool. the installations, quote unquote, that um, we ended up having there. Uh-huh. Um, so everything worked out perfect. Everything worked out fine. Um, but that was kind of like my first like rough go at planning an event by myself, you know. Yeah. So it definitely wasn't smooth sailing, and there was definitely a lot of like <laughs> heart attacks. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Oh, I can't even imagine that. It was, like, I know. Can you imagine? You're like be so nervous, just like hearing about it. I was like, oh, I know how. Like it's a happy ending, but still, like just the yeah. planning process. Yeah. Like I don't think anyone really understands like how crazy consuming it is to plan an event yes like you're every waking hour yeah (laughs) like every moment up until the day of the event is just 
you're consumed by planning this yes. event and coordinating with so many different people. And yes. I thought I I'm sorry. <laughs> but it's just like, man. Yeah, it's like every, every minute leading up into your event, it's just like, what more could I possibly do to do my event right? <laughs> yeah, right? It's like, exactly. am I promoting it well enough? Um, does like, do all the vendors and artists have everything that they need? Does everybody understand what time? Set up, break down all the furniture rentals, all the signage that's needed in mm-hmm. the place. Like just, there's so much there's that goes lot. into event coordinating. It's yeah. insane. But, <laughs> and then like the week before you're thinking like, why am I even doing this? Yeah. Is it even worth it? Like, I'm never going to do this again. Exactly. This is so, this exactly. is, yeah. And then yeah. you do it and then you get like all the love afterwards and you're like, okay, all right, I'll do another yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> but speaking yeah. of which, I mean, yeah. you just got approached to do another event and that's amazing. You yes. know, that, that kind of like this traction and you putting that out there is opening up more opportunities. And that just goes to show like the more you pour into what you love doing, the more just kind of like comes back. Yes. And I feel like I get pretty frequently like, of course this happens to you. Of course this happens to you. Cause like, Mm. um, like this is just kind of what happens in heaven's life. Like things just like magically fall into place. And while I will definitely admit that I lived a a very charmed life when it, something that my grandpa always says to me is the harder I work, the luckier I got. And that's so true. You know, people think that like all these things just fall into my lap magically. And, you know, I will say that there is a lot of just like (laughs) divine timing and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, people finding me and, you know, I, even though I didn't necessarily seek it out. um, But these opportunities show up once you decide to invest in it, you know, once you really start to go for it. And, you know, I can't say what my next, next, next event is going to be, but I know that like if I decide to keep working from this space where, you know, where it's just genuine, where it's authentic, and I know that I love it. Um, then I know, like, all those connections, all the details and all of that, like, just, they do end up falling into place. Yeah. But that's because you decide to, to work at it. Oh, I love it. Yeah. This is, like, it's, like, motivating me because I was, like, oh, in yay. this little funk, and I was just, like, I know the things that I want to do and I want to achieve, but it's just a matter of, like, okay, like, starting at the beginning stages of planning things out and like knowing that like I want to do so many things I'm like I don't even know where to start sometimes Mm and I just felt so I felt like a victim of burnout especially in the last month but um yeah after your event yeah which was great by the way thank you so much thanks for coming of course I don't think I didn't meet you there but I saw photos I was like oh you were there you're like that's cool yeah um so yeah, I totally know, like just like planning an event is insane and just having that many people in one space already is like it's so crazy and it was so hot that day and I'm like I felt so yeah. bad. <laughs> I know we we had the same venue that's actually yes. like well, I mean I saw your installation at Clean Slate and that's what um, made me aware to come oh to the event. Oh my gosh, I remember, yeah, you yeah. you were I did one of the cups on the cup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, I did one of the cups and um, that's when I found out about the event. But then when I looked into the details, I was like, oh, it's at Sandbox. And that's where mine was going to be that's a couple so weeks cool. later. So I was like, I have to check out how she does, yeah. how she utilizes the space. And Sandbox does get pretty hot. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember setting up there just like sweating like crazy. <laughs> but uh, Sandbox Dude, is a great same. place. That whole week, because we were like, okay, we're going to like put the art up for, like first and like mm-hmm. everything. Every single day, it was just like burning hot. We were like trying to paint that thing. And I was like, yeah. oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> but it was so it was so funny just like seeing everyone just you know enjoying it but still yes. like shit it's pretty fucking hot in here yeah you know? yeah and that was like middle of summer so at yeah. least yours was kind of like towards the nighttime too right got a little bit so cooler got a little bit cooler that's cool. yeah that's good. mine was in the evening you had a daytime event so yeah, that that was, that was different, a little different too. like yeah. definitely gotta coordinate for next time yeah see, and that's like a whole other thing gotta think right. of too with event planning I had planning. no idea yeah uh-huh <laughs> like I'm thinking like okay lighting wise like cause mm-hmm. I had like you had an outdoor area I used the back door area as well and I was like am I gonna need to like get some extra lighting you know to yeah. like put out there like there's so many th- like little things that when you intend an event not with that like event coordinator hat on you like you don't even think about you have all no the idea until things. the day of and you're like shit yeah <laughs> <laughs> like is there an outlet here like yeah. is there do they yeah there's so many things it was great yeah it's always it's like uh, it's crazy but it's, it's great it's it's uh-huh. great <laughs> but when it comes to you coordinating like this event and 
picking people and having like different installations and artists involved how do you how do you find your talent basically and like the vendors who are involved because it seems like you're very intentional and you know that like obviously you want to get people who do what they love Mm -hmm. (laughs) right yeah I mean the first one was definitely like a whoever's down kind of deal because I was just like I don't even know if I know that many people so it was just like my friends and people I knew people that I saw on Instagram whose work I liked like legit I met some of the artists even at my last show the day of my event because we were just coordinating like through DM on Instagram Mm -hmm. um, which like I feel like a lot of people knock but at the same time like Instagram is a huge helpful tool for people like Mm -hmm. a lot of people like to be like that's just like a whatever Instagram thing it's like majority of the people and majority of the local events I go to are because I saw a flyer on Instagram and it's it's a networking tool you know mm-hmm. um, but with this past event I called it for sanity so it kind of like delved deeper into why people do what they love so it the entire name of it was do what you love for sanity but mm-hmm. like like how yours is called unfiltered or, you know yeah. not coffee and cut so um, the theme of the event was like people who create um, because I feel like they have to, not just necessarily because they want to make something pretty or, or anything. So I was just like, okay, I wanted to get artists um, that really just did it because they, they loved it and they kind of like lose themselves in it. So I was like, okay, I want to bring in the people that I know that kind of embody that. And I knew also that I wanted to bring in artists of different um, styles because something I wanted to show in that event was that like, however it does come out of you can come out of you however and I wanted that all to be represented from like boho to edgy to Mm. trendy to you know like just way out there um like whatever however it comes out of you is how it comes out of you and um so that's kind of how I went about like picking the people who I invited to the space then and now going into thinking about my third one that's something I'm actually contemplating with right now because um yeah, I'm still thinking about it. It's something I'm gravitating right now, but I feel called to is um, making it something about community. So I've been kind of playing with the idea of like, okay, I want to invite artists who are, you know, plugged into organizations or plugged into, you know, just having a certain uh, message that they're connected to and that their network of people like all strive to do together. Not sure if that makes like complete sense yet, but that's just like <laughs> that's the, the idea that I feel most called to right now. So yeah. not necessarily super geared towards like mental health, like how my last one was, mm-hmm. um, but something in that arena. I and then once that. I once I sit on the idea or like the message mm-hmm. I'm trying to go forward with, then I feel like it's easier for me to figure out like okay, this I think this is who I want to bring in to the yeah. show. Yeah, that's really cool. I love how you kind of like have different themes for these events too. Granted, your first one was kind of like you're, okay, we're doing it, I'm doing all of this, but then this one was very intentional for, you know, bring, bringing awareness to mental health and, you know, yeah. these people are creating because they have to, like you said. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited to see, like, what your next event will be. Do we know when we can mm-hmm. expect the next event? <laughs> um, I'm going to shoot for January. Nice. Yeah, because January is when I did my first one, so I thought, oh, this oh, will be like perfect. a cool, like, one year thing um i love that so but no super concrete details yet i'm already getting people asking like how did these happen yeah even after my first one they're like let's make this a monthly thing i'm like exactly (laughs) exactly (laughs) i was just like uh that's a joke but (laughs) i mean i would be so burnt out as i'm sure you understand um so it's it's not a monthly monthly thing but i'm thinking like Maybe twi- twice, two, two or three times a year. Three if I'm feeling ambitious, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, because the, the cool. gap from January to September was, was kind of a long one. But at the same time, just like how you did, like, I needed a, a minute yeah, to, <laughs> to digest. Like, Hold on. Yeah, like, what am I doing this for? Why do I really want to do it? Do I mm-hmm. want to spend all this time and energy into yeah. putting something on? It's so um, important. Yeah. Especially because, like, because you do still have like a job aside from this right yes I do yeah see um, so it's like yeah they're having two, to balance all that mm-hmm, yeah I have two other so part-time important. jobs which I'm really lucky that it ties into what I love to do and coincidentally came after I started doing all this kind of stuff so mm-hmm. I'm actually 
help, help put on the events at the San Diego Museum of Art, nice. um, which has taught me so much because I put on my first event and then like literally two days later got that position at the museum. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, I mean, we do concerts, films, lectures, like random performances. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I helped like these performer aerial performers like hang silks from the middle oh of the gosh, museum for them serious? to perform on that and that's like a whole another event planning beast in itself because that yeah. comes down to like <laughs> uh insurance right, and liability exactly. and yeah, like yeah. if you crack your head open on the floor they're like uh. how responsible are we for that <laughs> yeah yeah uh, so that's like a whole other thing but that definitely helped me learn a lot of the logistics of like how i need to plan out everything with my own events so that's been pretty kind of cool and then i also do part-time modeling so I'll have a lot of auditions in LA and just kind of splitting my time between here and going up to, oh man yeah that's intense okay I didn't it's know that so like how did you even get into modeling too because uh, yeah aside from everything else <laughs> yeah. that you do <laughs> um I mean I think it started in high school for me my younger sister actually wanted to be a little like toddlers and tiaras oh kind of pageant girl yeah <laughs> she's very into the glitz and glam like being pretty um and so my mom took her to this pageant and then they're like oh they got an older girl's division maybe we should just like enter you into that and this is like when I was 14 and I was just like okay like I guess you know if we're here um but then ended up like kind of liking it and then ended up competing in pageants throughout high school and oh. beginning of college and I used to compete in the Miss America circuit and I was Miss Sacramento when I was a teenager wow. then so that like that all to say that I got comfortable <laughs> with being in front of the camera yeah. with uh, showcasing my body I guess like getting more comfortable with like my angles and right. like just physically aware of myself and the way that it comes off publicly and in pictures um mm -hmm. but yeah um that's that's kind of where it started and then in college um would get approached every now and again by a photographer to to shoot random things my mom was kind of like my momager at the time oh she'd God, like find me yeah <laughs> she'd find me gigs here and there but it really wasn't until like I want to say like middle of last year where I was starting to get hit up on Instagram, like photographers DM me there and be like, hey, down to shoot. And I would, you know, check out their work. If it was interesting, I'd be like, mm, yeah, why not? Let's just like create. And then um, I went to my first meetup in Old Town here. Mm -hmm. And that's, and that was like a whirlwind because I had zero idea of what a meetup even was. Yeah. And then to have like over a hundred people there, just like tons of people wanting to shoot, like oh, being, wow. being around all these other models and people who are like trying to make it. And I was like, okay, maybe this is kind of cool. Um, but that's, and, but that was like a whole nother community that I, you know, brought, wanted to bring into my event too. So I was like, you know, ended up being all tied together with yeah. what I do now. But um, then just earlier this year in March, um, my agent, my modeling agent now just straight up slid in my DM, my DMs and was like, you should come in, for a meeting and see if you want to be represented by us. And I was like, oh, okay, sure, why not? Um, so I've been signed with Frank Models since that March. That is so and now, awesome. Yeah, just, <laughs> just kind of, you know, one thing after another. Yeah. But again, all ties into just because I decided to follow something I was interested in, you yeah. know, because they literally just only saw my pictures from what I was posting from other photographers on Instagram. So That is so cool. Yeah, it, it's been really cool. Yeah, getting a couple of gigs here and there. And yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, <laughs> modeling life and auditioning life is like a whole nother thing. Thing, <laughs> a whole nother beast in itself. It's very interesting. Um, but, you know, all, all, learning, all a learning experience too. Yeah. And it's really cool to get to ne network with other people in that community as well. Oh, man. Yeah. So you're kind of like in these different communities and it's like, I can't even fathom, like, it's already hard enough for me to keep up with the people that I meet, <laughs> you know, like, I don't, someone asked me, it's just like, because I've just run into people, especially like in coffee shops, right, because mm -hmm. we're reporting in one, people right. see me or whatever, and they're, if it's someone that I met before, it's like, I have to remember their name, mm -hmm. I have, you know, and it's just like this constant thing, I'm like, oh. <gasps> And sometimes I yes. feel like so sucky. Like even at the event when people showed up, I haven't. There's a few people that I haven't seen in like years. Yeah. 
oh man and I was just like shit I feel like a horrible person because I haven't remembered their name but it's like when you can remember people and like you have that like I don't know some sort of connection with them or you follow them like consistently on social media and keep up with what they're doing yes it's pretty crazy because people are like, how do you remember so many people? How do you know all these people? I'm like, yes. honestly, I don't know. <laughs> same. But same. Yeah. And I feel so guilty, too, when people it's like, oh, my God, heaven. I'm just like, oh, my Shit. gosh. You look, <laughs> I know. I know you. Please don't hate me. Please don't hate yeah. me. But, um, yeah, I, when it comes to that, uh, if I legit don't remember, I just I just try to be honest. I'm just like. I'm so remind, sorry. Yeah, please remind me how what your name is and how I know you. And usually they can say your thing, and I'm like, oh, okay, yes. And like, usually the shame from that makes their name stick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the guilt, like, I'm just like, oh, okay, I can never <laughs> not forget your name again. Like, yeah, yeah. That's so awesome. I really love that you're so involved with so many different things, and you kind of. I've had a conversation with someone before about how we shouldn't be confined to one box or how we shouldn't be just limited to one thing that we enjoy doing. Um, I feel like everybody is multi-passionate and Mm -hmm. everyone has like interest in so many different things. Like for me, it's like coffee. I love like meeting people and connecting Mm -hmm. with people. And I also love creating content and whether that's like through photography or making like little graphics here and there. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't even know where I'm going at with this, but that's kind of like transitioning into our like last few points of if you were to give a piece of advice to somebody who maybe doesn't know where to start or doesn't really maybe enjoys like a few things like and doesn't really know what they want to pursue creatively. I know we kind of touched on this a little while ago, but just like a piece of advice for someone who is kind of afraid to take the leap because it seems like you take the leap and you know like even though you know that it's scary you still do it because yeah. you know that the reward is far more worth the risk than anything yeah yeah I think um, so much of feeling confident enough to take the leap is knowing yourself mm-hmm. I think that's a huge thing because you, you can, you know, go out off on the ledge and then, like, try something and then immediately, like, retract because you're like, ooh, I didn't really, I don't think I really like that that much. Yeah. And it, I think it comes from all of those experiences. You start to, you know, really find out who you are, get more secure in your identity, and then you become more confident to just, like, do all the things, you know? Mm-hmm. It, it did take me a couple years of, you know, traveling, doing photo shoots, doing, doing open mics and stuff where like, I'll, I'll do those things. And then you come back at the end of the day and I'm just like, Ooh, do I really, do I feel comfortable with myself with the way that I acted that night? Do I feel, you know, if somebody heard, you know, the story about me or something like, would I, yeah. do I feel good enough? Like claiming those actions. And, um, it, it takes a lot of like, just like try and fail experiences in order to you know get the momentum to start like going out and doing more things again and it's hard it's it's super super hard I think one of the biggest things that we all have to deal with in our life is really finding who we are yeah um and you know I promote art as a way that people can figure out those things about themselves um but so much of it is just like living you know and uh, maybe you and me now we're at a level where we're comfortable enough with ourselves that we can you know be these event coordinators be kind of out more in the public a little bit more and say Mm -hmm. that this is who we are and this is what we stand for but I'm sure like in your more formative years in my teenage years like I would have been crapping my pants doing the things (laughs) I'm doing right now I'm like ooh, like all, all these like internal things like who does she think she is and like why like like why are you doing that or just like you know yeah. all this so much like internal dialogue it that really is. stops you from just like doing it and mm-hmm. it's really once you start to release that judgment on yourself and really start to analyze like where does that judgment even come from in the first place like yeah. why won't I allow myself to do this does it come from your parents does it come from what you see on Instagram is it because of what your friends 
think of you? Are they really even your friends? Like this, there's so many like external things that just get into your head. And I think that, that inner voice, that, that conversation that you have with yourself is the one that is most important to figure out before you really start to like go out and say like, okay, this is who I am as a creative. This is who I am as a part of the community, you know, but that, that doesn't come easy. It doesn't come all of a sudden. It comes from just from doing and mm-hmm. sometimes doing might be the wrong thing and sometimes doing might be a really scary um, like <laughs> traumatizing thing that happens to you but all the things that happen in our life ups and really really far downs like that all ends up cultivating who we are and and you know just going out and and trying is what's gonna help you get creatively or just wherever you want to go in life that's yeah. that's what's going to help you get there 100 percent. i love yeah. that you said that that it's all about the self-talk that we have because obviously we're our own worst critics mm-hmm. so the more that we think so negatively or talk ourselves out of things that's kind of like i was just thinking about this earlier today too it's like why don't we talk kinder to ourselves why don't we actually hype ourselves up and like see all the work that we've done for ourselves and actually celebrate that. Like Mm -hmm. it's taken me a long time to realize that I have to celebrate the good moments when I can, Mm -hmm. you know? So this, the last year, like it was a very hectic event for me because it was my first big event. I got like, you know, more than a couple hundred people there and it was terrifying and I was stressed out the whole time. I couldn't enjoy it. Mm. So this time around, I was very smart in like, you know, getting help and, you know, having yes, max, like, help. you know, check yes. people in and just having extra hands who knew what to expect and knew the game plan. So it didn't all fall on me mm-hmm. and just me only. Um, so I actually got to like celebrate it and enjoy it. And though I was being pulled left and right, it still was something that I could sit back for a few moments and just be like, damn, like I did this. And yes, exactly. it's one of those things where if you accomplish something, I feel like it's so important for you to celebrate in that moment and understand that like this is your life and this is your reality right now. And it's like you don't have to think so far ahead just yet. You can yeah. like, just sit and be present. And yeah, it's this so is, important. This is all we have right now. Yep. This is all we have. And mm-hmm. when it comes down to it, it's like you have to make the decision for yourself that are going to make you happiest. Yeah. Like, and it, it's hard to think that way sometimes when there's so much external pressure coming in all the time. Exactly. But I mean, I feel like once you really find that, whatever it is, you know, yeah. once you can start making decisions from something inside yourself, that's like, this is what makes me happy. This is what I love. Like, yep. I can't nobody tell me anything else. Like, then you can really move forward. And that's when like life starts to all click and it just starts to happen for you like that exactly Mm -hmm. i love it this is so great (laughs) yeah and then one last question for you i ask everybody on the podcast if you could have coffee with anybody else in the world because i believe the best conversations happen over coffee or tea in your case (laughs) um who would it be it could be someone who's dead or alive too that's so big i know (laughs) Ooh, I think I would probably have a drink with Lauren Hill. Ooh. Yeah. Lauren, I I, that would be I just saw her in concert a couple weeks ago, so I'm really? still, like, very on her. Oh, that <laughs> sounds great. Yeah, I, I love her so much. Like, listen to her hardcore. Favorite album is The Score. Oh. And just, like, there's something so... She's just so real. Yeah. Yeah, she's, like, feminine, but she's, like... Badass, hardcore, like, yeah, hardcore in what yeah. she says Her and what she does. Is so dope. But, yeah, she's a queen. So I love, it. I love it. I don't even know what I would say. I'd probably just like be so starstruck that I'd be like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, it would man. be so cool to talk to. Yeah, her. that would. And hey, it'll happen. It'll happen. I have a good feeling. You're putting it <laughs> That'd out be there. Amazing. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, everybody listening to this right now, put it out there. I'd love to meet Lauren Hill one way or another. <laughs> it's gonna be so fun. But thank you again for joining us. I'd love for you to share where people could follow you and find more info about your next meetup and yeah. everything. So um, follow the Meetup Instagram. It's the acronym for Do What You Love. So D-W-Y-L Meetup. D-W-Y-L Meetup on Instagram. Um, And from there, that's where I usually end up posting the link to get tickets and everything for the next event. Um, Yay. 
Well, what about yeah. you? Oh, and me. Yeah. I mean, you can find me tagged on there, too. Um, so it's my first and middle name together. It's Heavenly, H-E-A-V-E-N-L-Y. Then my middle name is Hokulani, H-O-K-U-L-A-N-I. Nice. Yeah. Yay. Well, thank you so much again thank for you being for having here. Me. I really appreciate this conversation. I feel like it's just what I needed to start the week, right? Like, Yay. oh, this was so great. I really love your energy. And maybe it's just because you're a Virgo too, but um, I don't know. Oh you know my gosh, stop. <laughs> Every, literally everyone I meet is a Virgo. Dude, it's same. crazy. I'm into Virgo too. Yes. Yeah, I love it. Shout out like, all the Virgos. All the Virgo Virgo season is like done It now. is. It makes sad. me really sad, but it's okay. Like, yeah. I feel like we're just, we're killing the game yes, regardless. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but Thanks all right, again. guys, thank you again, and we'll catch you in the next episode.